There's been a lot of talk about the recession, about the changes in the economy, and what does that have to do with you? Well, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, so it has everything to do with you. And those that just sit back and say, oh, I don't pay attention to that stuff, or I just worry about my own personal economy, and I just you know, keep my head down, keep on working, and it'll be fine, are the ones that are going to have to survive through the tough periods and the ups and downs versus thrive through it. But the good news is you can thrive through it, which is why I'm so happy and excited that one of the members of my incubator, one of my dear friends, someone who is my sales guru, I should say sales maven because she is the sales maven, Nikki Rausch, is hosting a symposium called Recession Proof Your Business and it's virtual and you can get a free ticket to attend. And today I wanted to give you a sneak peek of only a small snippet of the conversation she and I had around how to recession-proof your business and what are some of the key things you need to be doing as a leader, as an entrepreneur to get ahead, to thrive through this time. So let's jump to that clip. You can hear a bit of this conversation, but the good news is you can get the whole conversation by getting your free ticket to the virtual symposium. So you want to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash recession proof. Okay, so that's luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash recession proof. And you can get your free ticket to the symposium because it's not just me and Nikki. It's a host of incredible entrepreneurs and leaders who come with their exact roadmap blueprint to how you can get ahead during a difficult time. You don't want to put your head in the sand on this one. You want to go all in, lean in, and thrive during any challenging season you might face. Okay, let's get to it. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. All right, so part two of our interview with Liz Hartke. I am so excited. She's going to do a deeper dive for us around how does one go about developing their leadership skills? Like, what are the things that we need to do as business owners and as people, as, you know, parents and all of the things that make us who we are? What are the things that we need to do to really develop and hone those, those skills? Mm. Yeah, I love this question because sometimes the concept of leadership can feel a little esoteric. It's like, how do you touch it, right? How do you get your hands on it? Or some people just born with it and I'm just never going to have it or whatever it might be. And even though there is a lot of that, there's a lot of internal stuff that's happening and decisions being made to become a leader. It's also very 
tangibly broken down. Like there are actual things that you can do to strategically become a leader. And some of those things I'm going to break down. I actually have a model. I've walked you through this, Nikki, our strategic leadership model. And it's something that we use with our clients. And there are a few that I want to focus on that I think will really serve. And one thing that I'll say across the board is when you're making the commitment and you're consciously saying, okay, I understand now leadership really is an area that's going to be the bridge. That's going to get me to where I want to go. There are only so many strategies I can implement. There are only so many trainings I can do or courses I can take. I have to take ownership of becoming a leader. My strong recommendation would be to have a mentor in this space. I credit so much of my growth and the development that I've seen to the people who have loved me well and poured into me and seen the leader in me that I couldn't yet see and, and literally pulled it out of me. And I think without that, this isn't really a process. You can do it on your own. You can do anything on your own, but it will be a lot tougher because you need someone that's willing and loves you enough to hold up the mirror. So you need someone to be able to call you out when you're not performing as the leader you say you want to be. You need someone to see the good in you that you can't quite see and to call that out. So find yourself someone who can see that in you, who is willing to see that in you and make sure they reflect your values. Uh, Give a quick example. A couple of years ago, I invested in a business coach. It was over $50,000 for six months. and. I knew going into it that she and I did not align in a lot of our core values, but her skill set in the particular area of business I was hiring her for was, she was tremendous at what she did. And I convinced myself that I could just look past the fact that there were some core things that I knew we didn't click on and just get the things I needed. and. About two months into the program or working with her, I quickly felt that disconnect and started to realize I shouldn't have invested my money there, even though I was getting what I signed up for. I was getting the business progression that I was looking for, but the feeling, it almost felt icky. It was like, I almost felt like I was using her in a way because I knew going in that it wasn't the right alignment. Leadership is not something that you can do that with. You cannot look past who the person is at the core and their values and what they stand for and just the heart of that person and say, oh, I'll just get the leadership tips because there are a lot of ways to skin the cat and there are a lot of different types of leaders out there. And there are a lot of people with different values and leadership is such a personal thing. Yeah, it can be tangible and tactical, but you, I highly recommend you vet the person that you are going to seek out as a mentor. And I would also say the nice thing about leadership it doesn't always have to be someone who touts themselves as a leadership expert for X amount of dollars. My mom is one of my leadership mentors. She doesn't charge me a penny. She just makes me bring the grandkids over all the time. And she's one of the most valuable leadership mentors I've ever had because we naturally align really like I look at her and I'm trying to become her. So it's a, it's a safe bet to say, I want to lead a life like she's lived. Um, 
so that's the cool thing about leadership too, is yes, I do recommend investing, but there also might be some other people in your world that are tremendous leaders that are living in alignment with the values and who you're seeking to become that can become that mirror for you. So that's just a blanketed statement around when you're choosing to develop those skills, have backup, have your people. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of what to do first. So in that strategic model, we talk about a few different things and one is having the strategic vision. And I know we talked about this in part one, but it's more than having a vision board. It's more than just like throwing on a piece of paper, journaling different things that would be kind of nice. It's actually mapping out and rolling out how that vision will play out over the course of time and being able to say, what are the skills, the leadership skills that I will need at that juncture in the roadmap? So for example, there's a point in my business where I see my team substantially growing. Now we already went through a big growth phase over the last year, but I'm talking a significantly bigger one about three to four years down the road. I'm not equipped as a leader to handle the challenges that come with tripling or quadrupling the size of my team today. But that's okay because I can see on that visionary roadmap, that strategic roadmap, that that's not going to happen for three years. So I can source the tools and the things I need to ensure that I'm investing the time and the growth to get there. Another key thing that I was always told that has stuck with me, and I'm sure you've heard me say it plenty of times, is if it's not showing up in your weeks, it's not really important to you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we say we want to be a leader, for example. And we book that leadership conference six months from now, and that's how we're going to become a leader in the, that two-day intensive conference. It's not really that important to you. You're interested in it. You're curious about it. But until I see different ways that leadership growth and leadership skill development is showing up weekly in your calendar, then I'm not convinced that it's really something that's of value to you or something that you're taking very seriously. If it shows up once a month, you, you know, you're, you're trying to move it forward, but if it's showing up every week, it's evidence that there's a strong commitment there. So what I did years ago was I would block my Friday afternoons and I still do this, my Friday afternoons for leadership skill development. And I would identify those skills that I needed. For example, one really important leadership skill is communication. And I know we talked in the beginning part of this about having the tough conversations mm -hmm. and communication is a big part of that, but I didn't feel very confident in that category. And I didn't feel very good about how do you navigate when you're encountering a really emotional, tough, or what can be an emotional conversation for you or for the person you're having it with. So I actually sourced resources that were going to teach me how to become a better communicator, uh, both verbally when I'm speaking to someone like this, but also just from the actual things I'm saying and how I, when certain things come up in that conversation, how do you respond? So looking at those skills and those deficits and really leaning into them. Another key piece is in the strategic leadership process is strategic innovation. When you are choosing to be a leader and I say choosing because it has to be a choice. It's not an automatic thing. It's not, it's, it's not something that you say you are once or you get knighted as a leader just because you're in a position of leadership. I'm not talking about positional leadership. I'm talking about strategic leadership. 
So when you choose it, uh, the reality is, is that you're committing to a life of innovation if you want to see success as a leader. I'm not saying that means constantly creating new products or offers. I think sometimes people interpret it that way, especially in the online space. That can be a part of it if it's smart for the growth of the company and you're foreseeing that, being that proactive thinker. But it could also mean innovating the culture within your team or innovating how you grow in leadership or innovating how your systems operate, or it's just, it's keeping things fresh and new and constantly moving towards the vision. And when you're always looking five years out, there's more work to be done to get to that five-year point. If your five-year vision looks like maintaining this current day vision up for five years, you have to expect a lot of turnover. You have to expect the joy to be sucked from it for you. You have to expect financial plateaus. But when your trajectory over five years is different than where you are today, there are incredible innovations that can happen between now and then that help with the progress. Now, that can very well mean innovating new offers and testing new things, but it's not the only way to do that. So strategic innovation is a key piece of that too. and. I think with the weekly piece of it, just to go back to that for a second, on those Friday afternoons, it could look like a series of different things, depending on what my focus was based on that point in the roadmap. So some Friday afternoons, it was you know, working with a mentor. That's when I'd schedule that call with the mentor and I'd bring some of those challenges I was facing. And a lot of times it was just talking through those challenges and hearing how they would see them or face them that I hadn't yet seen. You know, they're like, wait, why do, why are you even calling that a problem? That's a gift. You're going to learn so, so much through this. And I'm looking at it like, oh my God, we just failed. And this fell apart. And they're saying, no, this is a huge opportunity. Why aren't you? So sometimes it was just hearing and receiving how they were seeing something through that leadership lens. When I was seeing it through this, through an entrepreneur lens, I was seeing it through the grind, get it done, keep it going lens. Other times that time was spent in study. So I think it's really important to study other respected leaders or people not respected across the board who you respect and their works. So I wanted to read John Maxwell. I wanted to read Craig Groeschel. I wanted to read from the other leaders that I admired and that I felt like it's always just a guess, right? We don't know what's happening behind closed doors, but my perception of them was we aligned pretty closely in our values and how they also lead at home. So I was studying. And then it's also really strategic creation. So this is the part that's my favorite and that really puts you on the map as a leader, which is what a lot of people want. That's kind of the sexy part of leadership. You've studied other people's works. You've learned from other people. You've developed these leadership skills. You've set aside time to actually work on and hone these things that maybe are deficits for you. But now let's hear from you you're the leader. What do you have to create from within? Not regurgitating other people's works. You've become a leader or you're becoming a leader, right? It's always a becoming process. It's never a became. What what is going to be birthed from that? So then those Friday afternoons kind of morphed into, that's when I did my writing. That's when I was writing the content that would go into a book that I'm going to write at some point or the podcasts that I was delivering. It was my own unique content and it was becoming prolific. 
-hmm. in my work and in my thoughts as a leader and aligning with my values. So it was getting away then from how everybody else was doing it and creating my own path. So that strategic creation process is a beautiful process, but you do need to, to really carve out the time to make it a reality and a possibility and then nurture it and massage it and see what comes to life. And this is the part where it's, you got to give yourself permission to be messy with it. This was me with a notebook. This was not me, you know, trying to get my grammar right on the first try or trying to get this beautiful poetic language to get, this was get the thoughts out of my heart, into my head, onto the page. And that was the process over and over. Um, so those are key ways that you can start to, to develop those skills as a leader and make it something that feels pie in the sky and make it something really tangible. It shows up in your, your weeks, if not your days. Now I have daily time set aside in the mornings where every single day, that's one of the first things I do is writing my own works and creating um, strategic creation. And then I have time set aside three times a week now for study and contemplation and visionary work. Because to me, that's one of my most important roles based on how we've developed the business. But I didn't always have that luxury because I was doing all the other things too. But now we've duplicated myself enough within the company that I have more of that space to do what really is going to drive the mission forward. That was incredible. But you just how you just broke that down. So many good things in there. I love that you brought up having a mentor. Mentors for me personally have been, I, I think probably one of the most important things in my own personal and professional development. Um, people always are saying, like, how do you get these mentors? Like, do, how do you ask them to be your mentor? And I'm like, I never ask anybody to be my mentor. I just get really curious and I get really interested and I ask them questions and I ask to spend time with them. And, you know, you personally have become an incredible mentor for me and our relationship started having never met you when I got to be a guest on your podcast, which was not the podcast that you have now. Was it scaling up? Was that yep, one? Yeah, the original scaling one that um, our relationship developed from there. And we, you know, just started like it was just you being you and we developed this relationship and you've become this incredible mentor just from that first, like, I just knew there was something right. So mentorship, like seek out mentors because they will make such an incredible difference in your business. And then having this strategic vision, I thought was super important mapping out your vision, which is probably still for me, one of the hardest, I feel like sometimes I struggle with that forward vision thinking, but yeah. I love hearing you break it down and the way that you're talking about, like, what do you have three years out and what skills do you need to develop in order for you to be ready when you hit that, that goal or that vision that you set and then strategic innovation, which I think not enough people talk about. I want you to talk about it more. <laughs> like there's so much I like knowing that. And, um, and then strategic creation. And thank you for sharing with us your routine and how you've continued to develop that. I think that is incredible and inspiring and makes me want to be more specific and strategic in my own way of doing that. So, so good. Thank you so much for what you shared. This was incredible. Is there any last thing that you haven't shared that you want the attendees to know or anything we haven't talked about. I just want to give that one more opportunity. 
the call on my heart is just to remind people that you are called to leadership. Uh, you're called to it in your home, whatever that home looks like. You're called to it in your business. And to deny that call is really to deny your own potential because ultimately that's, to me, that's the pinnacle. And it's also the access point to so many of the things we want, more peace and possibility and impact, all those things we think we can just strategically create our way to, or we're we're like, oh, give me another strategy and I'll implement it in my business. And eventually I'll be impacting enough people, or eventually I'll have that peace or that financial freedom or whatever. It's, It's not how you access it. The people that we admire, the ones that we look at and we see that wholesome version of success where they really are joyful in their work and they are committed to their craft and they're making an impact and they're really creating a legacy that's going to outlive them. They got there through leadership. There's not a single one. I challenge anybody listening to send me the information on a single person you've seen do what I just described in the wholesome sense where they're their whole life is intact and beautiful and what they have, they've been called to create without the development of leadership. And the cool thing is it is available to every single one of us, but it is a call. And I compare it oftentimes to a marriage. It's like you choose it every day. And there are days where you just don't want to choose it. You're like, (laughs) I don't feel like choosing it today, but you know what? That's, that's the gift though. It's that's part of the development of those leadership skills. You want to develop in, in leadership, just choose it every day. That will literally be a skill that other people don't have that you have by making the tough choice and showing up for that thing that, you know, you're called to that alone will, will put you leaps and bounds ahead. So good. Okay. We're going to stop it there. Cause that was a mic drop. <laughs> choose it every day to develop your leadership skills. I love it. So what did you think? Was that helpful? I hope it was, but the thing to remember is that was just one little nugget. I give away the biggest gold, the stuff that every entrepreneur needs to hear that will shift the needle in their business so tremendously, the stuff your competition doesn't know, the stuff the market isn't telling you that will change everything and you can get the link to the free ticket to your uh, free ticket to the symposium so that you can tune in and get all the gold, but not just for me, from the other leaders and entrepreneurs who are in there giving away their exact how-tos, details, the ways that they are thriving when the rest of the world might be struggling. So you want to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash recession proof. You can also go to the show notes and click the link, get your ticket. It's coming up this week. You don't want to miss it. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.